You have it? Okay, see? You're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, we've moved on from there. Yay! <laughs> Win! <laughs> okay, so uh, Samic, uh, Psalm 119, verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope, in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. We are on page, well, we're, we're finishing up on page, from the, the one on number seven, page seven, uh, verse 119. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. But we're actually on page eight, picking up... Um, Okay, so we, we are all the way on letter C, but just to recap that, I've got one little sticky. I told Melissa I was going to do better with not recapping so much. So I got one little sticky. So the recap is from the verse, uh, uh, again, from verse uh, 119, Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimony. So that part about thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like droves, we're continuing that thought. And the recap is that if man rejects Christ, there is nothing but judgment reserved for him. And of course, that's that's reality. God has offered in like that, that family, in that house. God brings the answer. He brings salvation. Every human being who is ever born on planet earth needs someone to save them. And so if someone, if those people had said no to the firefighters, I don't need your help. Go away. You know, and, and of course, that sounds ridiculous to us. Why would you turn away firefighters? Your house is on fire. But it's a very similar message. What God says to the human race, that Jesus is the only answer of salvation. And if you turn from that, there is nothing else but judgment. And so we saw that in Hebrews 10, verse uh, 27. Uh, but it, uh, let me start in verse 26. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, no more way of, of taking care of the sin problem. Verse 27. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. So if someone refuses Christ, if they refuse the salvation, if they refuse the refuge of Jesus Christ, then there's nothing but the judgment. And that is the, the bad news. The good news is, is that there is a salvation. There is a place of refuge. And if man refuses it, then there's nothing else but judgment. And of course, this world is filled with alternatives. That's what Satan's good at, is giving an alternative to God's plan, which is the only plan. And so our place, the, all, of, all of us who have received the goodness of God, the mercies of God, receive Christ as our Savior and salvation. Our place is to speak the truth. Speak the truth in love as God gives us opportunity, as God gives us utterance. Or, or, and, and with that, to live in obedience to the Lord. This is the way in which God has given us to, to give a consistent message that God is God. And of course, again, we, it's not our place to win a debate. Our place is simply to testify. And so we're picking up a letter C, the last half of that verse of, um, <laughs> sorry, Psalm 119, verse 119. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimony. So 
picking up on that. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. And I have this note underneath that. It's not yours, but it's in mine. Because of his judgment and justice, we have a future world without sin and unrighteousness to look forward to. Please turn with me to Revelation 21 in verse 22. Revelation 21, verse 22. This is talking about the new Jerusalem amidst the new heaven and the new earth. And if you'd like to read that all about that, starting at the beginning of chapter 21. So uh, verse 22, And I saw no temple there, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of, gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And, and they shall bring the glory... Uh, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter, it to enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And I, I am very thankful for this verse. Every one of us that are saved have this future to look forward to. We will be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that in itself would be enough, but it doesn't stop there. The message keeps going and going and going as for the blessings and the splendor and the grace of being in God's presence. But not just that. Thank God for that. But verse 27 again, there shall in no wise enter into it, into, into, enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And ever since uh, my friend contacted me on LinkedIn and he exchanged a few uh, messages and he gave me his email address. I sent him a picture and he sent me some pictures. And I, my, listen, this, this friend of ours was a good friend. He's a good friend. <laughs> uh, we were good friends and then I left for the Navy and, and um, he took care of Melissa in many times, many ways. And he was just a good friend. He had some bad, very bad things happen to him as a child. We think it influenced his decisions. But listen, ever since, ever since, and listen, I, I know, we all know, this is a sin-sick world that we live in. The world, we live with corruption all around us. And, and many of the blessings that America's had in times past are quickly fading. And listen, this world is discouraging to me. There's so much sickness all around us. But what we have in Jesus Christ is sanctuary, refuge. We have blessings in him no matter what is going on in the world around us. In Christ, we have peace and forgiveness and blessings too much to name in words. But listen, in this world is sickness there's, and listen, sin is the problem everywhere you look. And, and please don't let me, don't let me give us, give us the, let me give, give, ah, I can't talk. <laughs> don't let us give the impression that we're better than him. We're not better. None of us are better. You're either saved and forgiven or you're not. It's that simple. And again, there is so much to rejoice in. The Lord Jesus, we walk by faith. We, not, we do not walk by sight. This world is not our home. That's why we can rejoice. 
Because if all we had was this world, like Paul says, I think it's to the Corinthians, he said, if all we had was this life, we are of all men most miserable. Look, if all we had was our, our beliefs and coming to church and doing the right and staying away from the wrong, if that's all we had, the Bible says we're of all men most miserable. What we have is Jesus Christ. We have the refuge that the, everybody on earth needs. But not just that, we have a future world to look forward to. Being with the Lord Jesus, the Bible talks about how, how when we... Come to, when we come to be in His presence, we will never, ever have to be parted from Him again. We will be in His presence for all of eternity. And the Bible doesn't get very specific about the future beyond the, 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 the thousand year reign of Christ and, and the judgments that take place. What All it says is there's a new heaven and a new earth for the old things are passed away. And so there's these blessings that are given to us. There's, there's in His presence... There are blessings eternal and there are, are blessings beyond words, but also there's nothing that defiles. There's nothing that's going to enter into it that's going to defile or, or work abomination or make a lie. And listen, Satan has inundated the human race with lies. And people are putting their confidence in the lies. And we who are saved know the truth. We have recorded for us what we need to know. And it reveals the Lord Jesus to us and we, we cling to Him. That is how to have the best life on planet Earth. By clinging to the Savior. That's how to have the best life that we can have. And of course, the, 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 the blessings of peace and joy that we have, they're supernatural. They're not just dependent upon our circumstances. They're based upon Him being on the inside. And the Holy Spirit speaking and communicating to us and giving us peace. That's the best life that any person can have on planet Earth today. It's all the different things that people aim for to shove into the, to the, the, into the round things, into the square holes, or vice versa, whichever it is. You know, they're not going to permanently satisfy. Brother Albie? Well, I, you know, years ago, we, we actually did connect with him, what, 20 years ago or so. We were in New Jersey, and I had talked with him on the phone, and, and God was making changes in our lives. And, uh, and anyway, at one point in the conversation, he says, well, if, if what you're saying is true, then I have to question my own salvation. And I, I, I didn't say any more. I, I mean, if, you know, God doesn't need me to convince him of anything. But anyway, that, that's how that conversation ended, and here we are 20 years later. And so anyway, uh, Melissa, here, does, I'm sure you can tell, Melissa and I care very deeply about Robert. And listen, God knows. God knows exactly where he is, what's going on, what's led him there. And he knows 
exactly how to speak to him. And so we pray. That's that's what we do for people we love. We pray for them. We 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 share the truth with them. We love them. And I, I sent an email pretty much to that accord. I and I I told anyway. The point is is that that God knows where He is. He knows exactly how to get to, through to Him where He is. And um, we just went we went the Lord in His life and for for the Lord to guide Him. And so uh, anyway, my note here again is because therefore I love thy testimonies because of his judgment and justice. We have a future world without sin and unrighteousness to look forward to. And so letter I, it's there in your notes. Man understands little in truth or justice on his own. But when God gives us understanding of his mercy and justice in the sacrifice and offering of Jesus Christ for our sins, we will worship him with our whole heart. And I have this added note and praise his perfect justice as well. And so listen, as America goes further and further away to the point where there are places in America you can't find justice because there's too much corruption. And I remember we had a missionary going to Russia uh, and he we we had lunch with him and and he was telling us, look, you know, I brought my daughter to the emergency room and to go to the emergency room, you got to bring a pocket full of money. You got to pay the people at the front desk. You got to pay, pay the doctor in the back. And if not, yeah, you'll be seen someday. <laughs> But it's corruption everywhere you look in Russia. That's that was years ago. And so, listen, the point is, is America is quickly going that way itself. And again, there's still good places here and there's still good people here in in positions of authority. But corruption is overtaking our country. And again, thank God for what we have. And I've been convicted so much lately about stop complaining so much (laughs) because I complain a lot. (laughs) But even in my heart, Lord, help me stop complaining and just be thankful for what I have. And what if what if some what if things keep going from bad to worse and they take all of our rights and freedoms away? Well, as long as we're alive. And and really, even if we're not alive, even if our life ends, you look at Stephen and many other people in the, in the Bible who gave up their life for God in obedience to God. Listen, you can't take away what Christ has given us. And so really. Really, we just need to not complain. (laughs) We need to praise God every single day and let people say what they will. But let us praise God every day for his blessings. And again, let me read this again. Man understands little in truth or justice on his own. But when God gives us understanding of his mercy and justice in the sacrifice and offering of Jesus Christ for our sins, we will worship him with our whole heart and praise his perfect justice as well. So let number eight there. We're on the last item for, for this section. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. 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 Well, Amen. Amen. Well, and and I, I truly believe this is that's a very much part of why we're here. You know, we're meant to praise the Lord, worship him together, but we're also meant to lift up our praises and our prayer requests together and by faith, you know, and and because I have been through things and and somebody else is going through things. I can share with him or her. 
I can share God brought me through that or something like that. And, and then vice versa. We are meant to share with each other and carry each other's burdens and praise God for what he's going to do. We're supposed to tackle things with faith. And so uh, number eight here in your notes is the revelation of God. That's the blanks, the revelation of God. It's the revelation of God, blanks. <laughs> Verse 120, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. And, you know, there's again, there's a lot of repetition in Psalm 119, a lot of revisiting and, and, and going back to the same sub- subjects. But listen, this fear of God that we need to have. Listen, for as much as and, and we're going to look at some different things here, but um, really the the understanding is, is even as we're saved and forgiven, we still have this understanding that God is our father and he's holy and we are his children and he is his place is to correct us. And so there's a lot of different aspects of the, about this I want to look at. So I've got a couple of notes here before we get to letter A. Number one, it is proper in the human condition to have a fear of God. It is proper in the human condition to have a fear of God. And you could say the reverse is true. It is improper <laughs> in the human condition to not have a fear of God. <laughs> and of course, what do we see in our world is a lack of fear in God. And which leads you into a great deal of trouble. I, I remember there's a verse I don't have it here in front of me, but Abraham, he, you know, we know that he, uh, Everywhere he went, when he went to foreign lands, especially, he would say of Sarah, she's my sister, not she's my wife, but she's my sister. And there was, of course, some truth to that. But the but, but the main reason why he did it is because he was afraid. He was afraid that they would because uh, uh, Sarah was beautiful. And so he came to this uh, to I think it was the Philistines. Uh, and and um, he said, Sarah is my sister. <laughs> and so God rebuked Ahimelech in a dream. And he says, you're about a dead man. <laughs> And so it's, it's a wonderful story. I wish we could share it. But anyway, the, he said, Himelech said to uh, Abraham, why have you done this? You've done things to me that a man ought not do. And he said, because I thought there was no fear of God in this place. That's why I did that. That's why I was afraid for my life. And listen, folks, it speaks to, again, the human condition. Where there is no fear of God, people will go anywhere. And Melissa and I were talking here on the way here about, you know, for as much as Looking at our world discourages me, and yet, you know, you look in the Bible, and there's a Sodom in the Bible. Two angels came to Lot, and uh, and all the men of that place surrounded Lot's home and banged on the door and demanded those two men be put out so that they could know them. And we know what that means. And uh, and and you know, I've never seen anything like that. I can't imagine that. And I know in the cities there is a lot of there's a lot of um, just heinous, despicable actions and things that are done. But I've, I've never been to a place where it was every person there given over into this extreme wickedness. And yet, you know, listen, we're not there yet. We're, we have not arrived at Sodom yet. And again, we need to be thankful for what we have. But part of the reason why uh, America is not there is because there are believers here. And there is a fear of God to some degree in America, but still. And listen, we need to walk with God and we need to speak the truth in love. We need to let people know there is a God to be feared. So again, this this number one is it is proper in the human condition to have a fear of God. Psalm 111, verse 10. Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. And so 
Again, that, that, that phrase, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It appears several times in the Bible and it's straightening out, straight out saying wisdom begins with fearing God. Fearing God keeps you from bad things. You know, there's, there's just so many ways in which you can look at it and you can draw from this truth a world of wisdom. <laughs> Fearing God will keep you out of trouble and it will keep you on the right side of every discussion. It will keep you on the right side of every every situation that comes up into our lives. Fearing God will keep you out of trouble and fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. And there's there's a lot great deal we could read about that. You could read in Proverbs chapter one and, and much more. But so, again, that's about the proper in, in, it is proper in the human condition to have a fear of God and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So number two underneath that, it's not in your notes, it's in mine. The heart and soul is not healthy that does not fear God. The heart and soul that does not uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, the heart and soul is not healthy that does not fear God. Again, there's so many different ways in which we all can say we've met good people, nice people, good neighbors, but they're not saved. And and in many cases, they don't fear God. Listen, it's not a healthy place to be if you do not fear God. That's the bottom line. (laughs) So number letter A is uh, whenever man that's there in your notes, whenever man has seen the supernatural manifestation of God's presence, it naturally brings awe and fear. It's there in your notes, John, uh, Joshua, chapter five, verse 13 through 15. And by the way, this is before Joshua's first battle in Canaan. I think that's interesting. So Joshua, chapter five, verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the, Lord, of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place thou, uh, whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping you guys have all recognized by now that this is an Old Testament appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, it's interesting that, that Joshua did not recognize him in the glory of God, right? He initially saw him only as a man. He saw him with a, as a man with his sword drawn. And so he said, to him, I don't know. I don't know why this cracks me up. But it does. Art thou for us or for our adversaries? I don't know. I don't know if he was challenging him or what. It sounds kind of like a challenge. And he said, nay. So it's interesting. He said, are you for us? Are you for our adversaries? And he said, no. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you better make sure you're on the Lord's side. <laughs> Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, saith, said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Listen, the clearer we see and understand God for who he is, the more we will not have to work out of fear of God, <laughs> the more we will have the natural inclination to walk day by day in his fear, in, in, in praising him and worshiping him. So we're on page uh, nine. I can barely see my number here. So we're on page nine. And so number two there at the top of that is Revelation. Turn with me to Revelation one, verse 12. So this is John seeing uh, the 
the glorified Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, Revelation chapter one, verse 12. Revelation 1, 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about with, pa- with, the, uh, with the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet likened to fine brass as, as, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. And now what I wanted to point out about that is this is John. (laughs) This is the Apostle John. This is the disciple of Christ. And as John wrote in the book of John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And John was of all 12 apostles. John was the closest to him. John was the one who laid his head on Jesus's breast at that supper. And so, listen, if anybody should have been just overwhelmed with joy and comfort and peace and blessings at seeing the Lord Jesus Christ, it should have been John. (laughs) But what happened was John fell at his feet as dead. Now, listen, (laughs) again, the clearer we have a picture of the Lord for who he truly is, the more we will have a natural inclination to, yes, reverence, awe, worship, all of those things, but also fear. Be concerned about sinning against him. That is that is the, the heart and the mind in the proper mode of thinking. I don't want to sin against him. <laughs> so, again, that was John, a redeemed saint. He feared. And so uh, I'd like you with you. Uh, this isn't in your notes. So I've got a number three underneath that number two, Revelation one. So underneath that is, is uh, Daniel uh, 10 verses one through nine. I don't know if you want to write that in your notes, but number three is Daniel 10, one through. Uh, yeah, Daniel 10, one through nine. Daniel, it's Old Testament, I think. Daniel chapter 10, verse one. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar, that's what Nebuchadnezzar named him. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither flesh came, neither flesh nor wine came in, uh, I'm sorry, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the fourth and twentieth day of the first month, I was, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hittichel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet were, uh, were I'm sorry, his eyes and his feet, <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> Uh, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. 
Yet I heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my uh, and my face toward the ground. And so those verses very clearly, this is another Old Testament appearance of Christ. It's very similar in, in its description to Revelation one. And so uh, there's different things about that. Of course, the, 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 the appearance of what he saw. But also Daniel said in verse eight, therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Now, it's interesting because the, uh, the young men, these uh, young Jewish men, they were chosen to be trained uh, by Nebuchadnezzar and by the, 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 the great men of Babylon to be the wise men that would stand in Nebuchadnezzar's presence. And part of the reason why they were chosen was for their capabilities. And, uh, and they were going to be trained in wisdom, but also because they were beautiful. They were handsome men. And it's interesting because Daniel says, my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. Now, that comeliness could refer to just his own vision of himself and his own self-worth, whatever it is. But the point is, is that in the presence of the Lord, every good thing about him was turned to corruption. And again, that is what it is to fear the Lord, to have that that proper understanding of of who we are. And so he said, there remained no strength in me. My comeliness was turned into corruption. And so uh, and, and if you would read on, there was a there was there was a conversation with an angel after that and, and more concerning the vision. But uh, he had a vision, first of all, of the Lord. And so let her be here in your notes is sin created an, an unpassable, unpassable gulf between us and God. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 through 21, it's there in your notes. And if you'd like to write this in your notes right next to that on the left, Sinai. Mount Sinai or Sinai. And we're going to get to that more about that in in just a minute. Well, no, we're not. (laughs) Okay, I guess we'll stop right there. (laughs) All right. Any thoughts or questions before we close? I always just feel like we run out of train track, you know. (laughs) I I just I'm most so envious of pastor that you always tell when it's time to close. You know, (laughs) his voice is modulated the right way and he's just. Yeah, yeah, everything's just coming together, and and Brett just, <laughs> I just go off a cliff. <laughs> All right, and uh, so any any thoughts or questions before we close? All right, Lord, thank you for this time we've had. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, and we thank you for the wonder of being able to get a, a vision of you through, through your Word, through your Holy Spirit, and Lord, we thank you for who you are. We pray that you help us to keep a fear of you a healthy fear of you in our hearts and our minds, as well as worship, worship, as well as the comfort of knowing you as our father and that we have the the uh, the nearness to come to you and say, Abba, Father, we thank you for that. And yet we pray that you help us to also be concerned that we not uh, offend you or, or walk against you or walk contrary to you, but help us to walk with you and uh, be obedient to you. And um, we pray for your blessing on everyone here tonight. Please keep us safe and bring us home safe tonight. Bless every family that's represented here and all the prayer requests that were mentioned. And I lift up to you, uh, my friend Robert. I pray for your help for him, that he would hear your voice and uh, discern your leadership in his heart, his mind, his life. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that you are able to turn straw into gold. You're able to change our lives for your glory. And we pray that you please, uh, we lift up to you our, our friends, our people we care about, our coworkers, our neighbors. We lift them all up to you. We pray that you help us all to be prepared against the day that we will meet you, Lord. I pray that you please help people to fear you and seek you and take refuge in Christ. And help us to shine for you and bring glory to you. Thank you. And we ask all, all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we actually closed before Pastor came in. Oh. 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 Oh.
Oh, okay. <laughs>